Oh, hello, and welcome to El Dente Rigamortis. I'm Review Cultist. And I'm Dr. Leviathan. And we're here to discuss those internet stories, most creepy and most pasta. Tonight we have The Sandman. So for those of you just tuning in, go Google Creepypasta if you've, if you've not heard of it prior. Um, but essentially it's scary campfire stories that get copied and pasted across the internet. And as special note... This is not the Sandman from DC Comics, the awesome Neil Gaiman Version, run. Yeah. This is, well... Somebody's interpretation of the Sandman. I, don't, I honestly don't know why they gave him the name, the Sandman. But we'll get into that. It's the, it's the Sandman. I don't know, like, it just... Anyway, we'll get into it a little bit when we finish the rundown. And this is the weird fucking part. The, uh, the opening Edgar Allan Poe. Yeah. Now... Me, I would have quoted the song, Mr. Sandman, yeah. bring me a dream. Dun, 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 dun. Like, yeah. bam, right there. That but that that would have basically fit the whole, I mean, it's a completely wrong tone, but that <laughs> would actually be kind of creepier. creepier. Um, but, like, those words literally bring the, like, have the whole fucking shtick of the story. Yeah. In those couple of words, and I think that would have been a more fitting quote than, you know, some pretentious. pretentious thank you. <laughs> we both had that. Yeah, no, like it's, some it's, pretentious it's, like, Edgar Allan. The, li- the lines are like those who dream by day are cognizant of many things that escape those who dream only at night. Yeah, like, I, and I can kind of like after I read the story, I can kind of see where that like why they used it, but at the same time, it's not. Very accurate. No, there, it's th- like there's some things in it that like you can kind of hint at, but doesn't really match the uh, the quote. They're just trying to be pretentious douchebags. <laughs> yeah, M- mine was <laughs> just as apt, if not more so, and reaches a broader audience. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we'll get into the rundown. So, as like we said, um, it starts off with that Edgar Allan Poe quote, and then just goes into this guy named James. Um, putting his uh, his kid to sleep and uh, like to bed, not not, not killing him, uh, and uh, and like saying mentioning something about the Sandman, and then the next morning the kid asks about the Sandman, and it's like what does he look like, and he's like, well, it's just a saying that it doesn't look like anything. It's like, and then he did little did he know that he was going to come face to face with it, um, and then like that night he's. Uh, going to check up on uh, Daniel, uh, I believe is the kid's name, and there is a naked guy just sitting on the the end of the of the bed looking at him, and then um, he freaks out like any dad would, but then realizes as he get, barges into the, into the room that it's not a naked dude, or it's not a guy, it's like this horrible, like, misshapen figure with distended legs and arms and horrible-looking face. I almost thought it was the rake, uh, but halfway through, like, halfway through that paragraph, I was like, are we, am I just, like, reading another rake story? <laughs> Maybe you are. Maybe. Um, we call him the Sandman. What? <laughs> um, so he freaks out, um, grabs his kid, after being, like, horribly terrified of this thing just because of how wrong it looks, um... And grabs his kid and, ho- and runs down the hallway, hoping it doesn't follow. But or it really it jumps out the window. Yeah, it doesn't follow them. It yeah. just it stop motion animation style, like runs over to the uh, or crawls over to the window and jumps out. Um, 
so they call the cops. Um, they doesn't know how to re- tell the, the cops like what he, they saw, and what's more, the kid is not collaborating the same story. Like he's just saying it's a normal burglar with a mask, and then it's leading James to like, well, was it a guy in a mask? No, it had to be like a costume or something like that. Like, like he's like conflicting, and so he, ultimately, like he lies to the cops of what he saw, just cooperating with what his son saw. Um, brings it to the doctors. The doctors say that Daniel is fine. There's no uh, signs of molestation. Um, and they try to go on with their lives. They set up a security system, uh, put bars on every window, like really kind of overdoing the uh, homeland security or like home security, I think. <laughs> but um, then again, I've never had somebody break into my house. So I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Now, now picture your reaction to this event, but instead of Daniel, you know. A child. My niece. Yeah. Yeah. No, I can. I no, yeah. Like. I mean. I understand why, but it's just at the same time, it's just like, damn. I I, I hear you on both accounts. Because like, yeah, it would be fuck. Like you know, yeah, I would overreact, but at the same time, I'd also probably be a sane and rational human being. <laughs> Which is not what we get in the story <laughs> at all. Can um, we ever get sane and rational? I think it's like, it's, it's like Lovecraft characters. Like we never really fully get like the smart or like intelligent professors no, that would just have, smart. Yeah, that would have just been like nope the whole thing, and they just like leave the facility. It's like horror movies. They, like we just never get those characters that are just like you know what? Let's take a step for bat for a second, and let's let's analyze the situation in a logical, calm fashion. Here's the thing, though. This, this is one of the things that, as a kid, I used to fucking quantify, or, like, qualify why, just explain why shit happens in movies and shit. Because if, if people wrote stories about sane and logical people, there wouldn't be a story. Yeah, because sane and logical people would be do the sane and logical thing and get the fuck out exactly and they just leave um so like me if 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 I wanted to do the sane and logical thing I'd just leave yeah exactly and yet you haven't for 55 56 episodes think about that doctor I'm a creepypasta character (laughs) no I'd like to think I'm better written, though. Oh. <laughs> uh, getting back to the story, as much as we hate it, um, the so yeah, um, setting up security, and he still doesn't feel safe. Uh, and then after a minute, a bit, he notices that um, Daniel Three stops. Later, Daniel mm-hmm. stops talking. Yeah, um, and like at first he doesn't really quite notice it, but then he like asks, starts asking, tries to ask him questions, and realizes he can't, he won't answer them or can't answer them. So back to the hospital, like literally just said. So back to the doctors, <laughs> um, and they say that like there's nothing physically wrong with him. Um, maybe it's something to do with this trauma or the shock of what happened. Um, so he now has time a new release trauma. Yeah, exactly. Um, so now he has a mute child. Um, and so, again, he's just, weeks go by, and he's doesn't really, like, go out much. He just kind of, like, doesn't feel safe in his house, but he's, like, just always feeling like there's, like, he hears skittering or s- weird sounds or, like, envisions, like, weird misshapen figures, like, in his home and stuff. Um, 
it just feels like the guy's going nuts, like going paranoid and crazy. Um, and he realizes this after a couple of weeks that he hasn't gone out and done anything. Um, and he hasn't even really talked to anybody because his child's been mute for the last couple of weeks. So he calls his mom up and uh, starts talking to her and they, they have like a little bit of banter. And then he realizes there's some like that's, there's somebody else like breathing on the in, on the line. So he asks his mom, it's like, is there anybody else on your end, uh, like on the other line? It's like, no, I'm on a cell phone. That's why the reception's so bad. And so he, like, drops the phone and just runs to all the other phones in the house, and there's nothing there. But it could have been there. It could have just been there and then left. So he gets all paranoid, and he, like, rips out all the the phone cords uh, for all the phones except for the one, and, like, plasters them with, with rubber cement. And, again, just more descending into, like, this, like, paranoid madness. Um, and... All the while, like, the only comfort he has is his is his son Daniel, who, like, just super comforts him. And, in fact, to the point where, like, when he leaves the room, he start, uh, James starts crying. Um, so one night, um, in the middle of the, the dead of night, um, he's just, like, stalking around his uh, his own house, like, looking for the, uh, the thing. Um, because he knows it's somewhere in the house. Uh, and, like, because during the day he's getting, like, these weird, like, nightmarish, like, feelings, and at night it's the same thing, so it's, like, what's the difference between night and day? Might as well do it on its own. Might as well confront this thing on its own terms. Um, goes into, like, this closet Which is side. the worst yeah. thought process to have. Like, if you're going to confront something, you do like, it on your terms, not fair, their terms. Like, if I, I, You know what yeah, I mean? No, like, I, I understand, like, at the same time, it's also, like, kind of like, go, like how, like, knights used to go into caves to fight off dragons on their own terms, but it's like... But that, like in modern times, that you don't do that. <laughs> well, and yeah, anyone with a... you want an advantage as much exactly. as possible. Um, so you know, also you know, knight knights didn't go into caves to fight dragons because dragons weren't real. <laughs> I mean, in fairy tales, and that's what kind of this feels like. It doesn't feel very real, like what the character is, like how the character is reacting, except except for the fact that he's reacting like a crazy person. Which I guess that comes across that if that was the the narrator's intent, good job. <laughs> Well, he and is it, a crazy person. Yeah. So, um, goes into this, like, closet-sized room, uh, and, because he figures, like, that's the, it's it's a bare room, it's never been really this done. This is the with. room I like the least, so it must it's, be here. Exactly, yeah. And, like, he goes in, and we get some nice, like, kind of creepy atmosphere, and or, like, creepy, again, like, inner monologue descent into madness thing. I was like, well, maybe it's on the, it's been on the ceiling the whole time, because the light's been flickering. That's the thing, it's right above me right now. If I look, turn around, it's gonna be right there. Oh, God. And he turns around, and it's out there. I was like, <sighs> So, he then hears, um... Uh, he's going through the rest of the house, and he know he hears um, or goes to Daniel's room, and rather than look check in, he like l- puts his ear to the door, and he doesn't hear any like scuttling or anything like that. But he hears Daniel talking to somebody, so he like just kicks down the door practically, and Daniel's up, already awake up uh, like up on his bed, um, but there's nobody else there. And then there's a creak in the closet, so he goes checks the closet, checks through it. It's there's nothing there that shouldn't be there. He just kind of like he, he like almost completely out or he loses it but like calms down and just sits down on the bed with Daniel and then starts like hugging him and stuff and then realizes Daniel has no ears and it's not that they've been cut off or eaten they've been or bitten off or anything like that it's just that they're like blank like they're they never were there um so that kind of and freaks him out uh, he goes grabs him rushes him in, out to the hallway and that's where he confronts the haunching figure from before um, it's there finally, and uh, it talks to him in Daniel's voice. 
and we get another we get a bit of an explanation about what has been going on apparently um James made a deal with this thing to uh give it or give give him something he wanted and what he wanted was a son so the thing made Daniel out of himself and m- made up memories and stuff to to help fill in the gaps and stuff, and then replace and then remove the memories of the whole transaction. Apparently, uh, it's this. We- it was this weird, like, kind of deal with the devil, like, or Lovecraftian horror thing, where like the thing could control like memory or reality somehow. Um, and Daniel, but the thing wanted Daniel back because it was a oh, it was a temporary thing. It was never going to be permanent. Like Daniel was never going to grow up, um, and like he's taking in back the parts that he was is missing. So. Um, well, I mean, if, you know, you lent me your arm, you'd eventually want it back, right? Well, yeah. So, kind of makes sense. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, if you lent me your arm, wouldn't you let me remember that you lent me your arm? <laughs> exactly, right? Like, rather than giving you amnesia about it, it's like, oh yeah, I've always had this arm, this is my arm. <laughs> I don't want you to have I get to clap and scratch my ass at the same time. <laughs> yeah, so, and... It's it kind of becomes really sad at this point because it's like it's like oh everybody's going to forget about Daniel even you at some, will at some point will forget about him or like well it'll be really hard for you to remember him and again it just gets this really sad thing where like Daniel just fades away essentially and this thing is made whole again and then it cuts to um, James and this woman that he met um, this pianist the pianist um, that is it is part of the banter between his mom and him. Um, they haven't been, uh, haven't been able to have a child. Um, she really wants one, but she's not able to have one, and she fears that James would leave her if she can't. And she starts thinking, and she starts thinking about these like, like she'd give anything to do it, but then she, that terrifies her for some strange reason, and then that's kind of the end of the story because it seems like this the cycle's going to start up again, where like the thing's going to come to her now or something is what kind of what I got off of. That. Yeah, that's what they're. Definitely. Implying? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so the first thing about this story I have to say is that reading it, I was a little refreshed by the way they went about telling this type of story, is that I've seen a lot of horror movies and a lot of, like, stories where, like, the supernatural stuff ends up ultimately being that the guy was crazy the whole time, or, like... They go to a haunted, like, asylum, and it turns out it wasn't actually haunted at all. It was just him being a patient there. This one, I feel, was, like, a reverse of that. I actually was kind of... I actually liked the way that was reversed, was that, like, the whole mo- the whole story up until the ah, end... he was a patient, but turned out that there was crazy. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. The, well, whatever. Well, like, like, the end of this... Like, the beginning of the story, like, all up until the near... Until the, com- the big confrontation with the thing... I was feeling like this was very much like, oh, well, he's obviously, like, this is going to turn out that he's, he's a crazy. mental patient. Exactly. He's a mental patient. Like, that's why they keep hint- dropping hints like, oh, he worked at a hospital or um, he uh, had, like, this and that. Like, there were little hints in the in the writing at the beginning, like, of that I, I picked up on. I was like, oh, this is going to lead to him being a mental patient or there's something wrong with him mentally. And then we didn't get that. We got the supernatural part. And I was like, oh, it's it didn't help it didn't it didn't literally it didn't make it any better but it it was a refreshing feeling yeah like well. the story isn't very good like it's mediocre to me anyway um it's some like it it also it doesn't end creepily it ends more on a sad note like a very well, and that's that that's where it ends is where i really have any problem with this um, cuz with the whole shit with abigail 
That should have just been cut. Abigail, you're right, right. The nurse or the the pianist woman. I don't know if it says what her profession is, it, but she, regardless, yeah. It, it's yeah. That whole bit just shouldn't have been there. Yeah. In my opinion, it's like I mean, Abigail is completely out of the fucking blue. No, it's really like I mean, again, she's mentioned offhandedly. I don't think she is. She's met the girl. The girl that he met. I was pretty sure. Really. I don't think it's the same one. Okay. This is like a year yeah, after the okay, events yeah, yeah. where Daniel like stopped existing. Right. I think I just again like you, I read you, through it and like, they mentioned a girl. This must be the girl. I don't know. I, I just thought they might be like pulling that back forward. I don't know. <laughs> God no! You give these people far too much credit. Um, like, cause yeah, it just really it sets basically. It's like it's like um, sequel bait. Yeah. Like, and the cycle like, is going to continue, and, like, the... I hate sequel, sequel bait. bait. I would rather something just finish on a strong note... Than have Then leave off this fucking trailing bit of, like, Hey, if this is popular, I'll do another one, and it'll be just the same, but shittier, because you already know everything just pisses me off. Yeah. I, I just, I have no patience for sequel bait, and I have no, I, I just, it also makes the events that James went through, and that, you know, the existence of Daniel, it makes it less special. Yeah. It's like, it's, Jesus Christ, this just happens at the drop of a fucking Yeah, this hat. thing just goes to people that want children, and it pulls a part of itself like, out to make a child and then takes it away. Like, first off, that's fucked up. <laughs> um, well, yeah, but that's also, I mean... The part of horror, I guess. Yeah. Well, that that's... Actually, that's a, it is that's a, the, like, It's the logic of something that we can't understand. Yeah. Theoretically. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm willing to... I'm willing to accept that something would do that because I don't, I can't think like it. Yeah, exactly. It's an alien But, what I can't accept is that it does it more than, like, you know, at the very most, infrequently. Yeah. Like, you know, I, I just can't accept that it's going to, you know, craft a child out of its parts and Give it, it to someone, like, what, does he have, like, 18,000 children out there at a time? <laughs> yeah. Like, like, yeah, like, is it, like, a multiple, like, or does he do this, like, one at a time? Like, he does this for a couple of months, and then he's like, well, I'm taking him back Well, now. no, he does it for, you know, years. Was it years, though, or was it just, uh, like, adding was, in memories? I thought it was years. I, no, because he didn't know who, um, he wasn't adding in memories because... Um, Asshat didn't know who the kid's father or mother was. Right, yeah. He couldn't remember. Yeah. Yeah, because he'd never known. But it was something that he just never thought about. Yeah, because he had had what he wanted. Exactly. son. And I think it was, I think it was like a year for Daniel. Ah. Um, but regardless, it's just fucking, like. It's a weird, like, process this thing goes through. (laughs) Are you telling me that it, like, always does it, though? It's just fucked up. Yeah. And... It's you a, know, like, with the whole Abigail thing, I just can't fucking buy it. Yeah, you, you can't tell. Like, you can't buy that this would be some kind of like cycle or some kind of. I've suspended my disbelief as like you know willingly up until this point, and at that point, I'm just like, nope. <laughs> and then when I'm not willing to believe that, I just I'm not willing to accept the rest of the story. Yeah, you know, like, like the story wasn't strong enough for that 
type of ending, or that, that kind of, like, cycle goes on kind of thing. Well, they just... It was pushed too far. Mm-hmm. And for no reason. Like, it was... It literally felt tacked on to, I don't know, make it special. And all it did was, yeah, it made it special. Special garbage. Um, like, I just, I didn't care for that bit. And that really just kind of ruined the whole story. Because up until then, I was actually really kind of digging it. Um, I was definitely getting a uh, the same feeling, the same vibe. As I got when I was a kid and I was reading uh, Stephen King's short story, I think it was Boogeyman. Okay. And it was just like, I was in that same vibe and I was really digging it. Um, like, I genuinely was liking the story and I actually still like all of the rest of that. Um, the Descent into... Yeah. It definitely fucking dragged on for a little bit. Um, it could have been, like, chopped here and there, but... I understand why it wasn't. Yeah. You know, like, I wanted it to be shorter, but it fucking wasn't, and that's just the way it was. Um, but it definitely had a really cool vibe, and the ending kind of taking that left-hand turn at Albuquerque and just going like, yep, this is fucking real. This is happening. Yeah. Deal with it. I've dug that. And yeah, then the again, Abigail like, shit. Yeah, again, it, like you, like did you at the near the beginning and stuff? You thought it was like the guy was just going nuts. No, I was just, I was just along for the ride. Okay, I don't try and Think I don't too hard try and stuff. guess the ending as I'm starting. Yeah, because that's just boring. Um, sometimes I figure it out anyway, but um, no, I was just I was going along with uh, for it because like I just assumed that yep, what he saw was what he really saw, and you know. Um, it was going to be back, and I didn't know how it was going to be fucking with him. I and didn't then, know... Yeah. I, I actually genuinely enjoyed the whole ride of not knowing, because, mm-hmm. well, that was kind of fun. Yeah. I don't, like, also, yeah, what was with, like, why did, why is it called Sandman? Like, is it... Because it's Sandman. <sighs> he brought him a dream. Bum, 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 bum. Okay, yeah, okay, that, okay, I can see that now. It just, it, 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 like, I was, like, thinking, I was, like, the only reason this thing would be, like, I could call this, I could, like, deem this thing to be called Sandman was because it comes in at night when people are sleeping and stuff. But, like, I don't know, it just didn't really seem like there was much of a connection for that name, for this creature. Really? Because his son is literally a fucking dream. No, yeah, no, yeah, now, yeah, now when you, when you mentioned, like, the give me a dream, I was, like, okay, the, there we go. Again, helping your opinion to that, the, the quote at the beginning should not have been Edgar Allan Poe's quote, but should have been just the lyrics to that song. Well, yeah. I, it would have also been a really big hint for what was going on in the story, but... Like, the monster as itself, like, again, like, first impressions, I thought it was the rake again. Um, and then, like, as it went on, I was like, oh, God, so, oh, so it's... So I did like the idea of it being kind of like this morbid creepy twisted like genie thing that like gave you granted you a wish that you're like your most your like biggest desire um and then ripped it away from you after after all the while yeah but that was part of the deal yeah i mean it was up and front no and you but you don't know that i don't remember that anymore because you asked me not to remove it from you i think i think i remember yeah, like yeah. saying like you asked no okay i'm just maybe filling in the holes then sorry yeah you you like to just randomly add shit to shit that's something that i've really noticed about you sometimes and sometimes you you add shit to bad pastas and you think they're great fair enough makes me a little jealous sometimes <laughs> <laughs> i wish i had your 
Maybe not. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, I don't know. I really can't recommend it as a good pasta. Um, the so there's cool ideas like many of our stories that we we read and listen to and stuff. But I don't know. It just really wasn't that good to me. See, for me, I definitely. I actually do recommend it. I just, as soon as Abigail comes up, just fucking stop, stop reading. <laughs> um, because it, it's unnecessary. It's completely unnecessary, but the feeling that, like, just the vibe I get from this, and that's really the best word I have to describe it, is just very, I would say unique, but it's the same vibe I got from the Stephen King short story, Boogeyman. Mm-hmm. And... Those are the only two times I've had that vibe while reading anything. And that right there, that alone makes me say there's something special here. Um, And it should be read. It was a fun little, I mean, it wasn't, this isn't the best thing I've ever read. By far is it the best thing I've ever read. But it's, it's adequately written. I mean, affected, like, it's mechanically sound so it's not like it's offensive there or anything and yeah that that vibe and you know just don't read the sequel bait because it's a fucking creepypasta it's not like they need funding for a fucking sequel (laughs) because the guy can just you know produce one later (laughs) write another one at his whim yeah but yeah i i recommend it just because it, it not because it's overly great or overly, sh- but there's know. something special in that you found. Yeah, I don't know. It left me with a feeling and anything that can make me not feel because that's not what it did. It didn't. You got like a like yeah. a nostalgic vibe. No, not even no? that. Not even that. No, no. Okay. it gave me the same feeling as that story. Not you it know made me reminisce. Okay, I was just like, you know, you were in that zone again. That same zone that you, when you were a kid reading that. No, no, no. Okay. You're, yeah, you're, you're making it sound like nostalgia, and it's not. It's nothing like nostalgia. Um, it, it's the exact same feeling, um, and I'm not nostalgic about that feeling because it was actually a little unnerving. <laughs> but okay, <laughs> fair enough. It, it's a weird, weird sensation, and this story gave me the same weird sensation. There we go. Okay. All right, um, I did give also give it a listen uh, on uh, Creepypasta Junior's channel on YouTube. There's also a lot of other readings of this one. So uh, honestly, if you just type in the Sandman Creepypasta on YouTube, you'll find a good handful of them. Like I think even by that Chilling Tales to Tell in the Dark one that we had uh, that I mentioned uh, a couple of episodes ago. Um, so, yeah, you can go check those out. You can go read it on uh, creepypasta.wiki. Um, or if you've got a shit ton of time, read Neil Gaiman's run on uh, oh, yeah. Sandman. Because um, that <laughs> is cool fucking guy. just fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I actually got the first volume of that not too long ago. But, anyway. <laughs> um, yeah, that's our um, episode for this one. Um so if you liked what you heard or have some uh, something to say to us about it, leave us a comment in the comment section below wherever it gets posted, whether it be on Kiwi6, Tumblr, Facebook, YouTube. We're on iTunes, so send us a review. That would be awesome of you. And if you would like to 
support the podcast. Um, donate. Uh, there's a donate button on the uh, Tumblr site um, at crazonstudios.tumblr.com. Uh, and yeah, that's. Uh, oh, and you can also send us an email at aldente rigamortis at gmail.com. That's A L D E N T E R I G A M O R T I S at gmail.com. Where you can also send us other suggestions for creepypastas you'd like us to discuss on the show. This one was actually suggested to us probably a couple of weeks ago. Um, so we do tend to get through that, our little backlog. So until next time, I have been your host, Review Cultist. And I'm Dr. Leviathan. And this has been El Dente Rigamortis. Sleep well. Are you implying that I'm gay? Are you fighting back? <laughs> That's post credit audio right there. <laughs> are, are you fighting back? I love it. Um, awesome.